You're listening to another great podcast in the MyMac Podcasting Network. I was going to say, do I have to get my tape measure out? Are you guys six feet apart? Lisa, back up a little <laughs> bit. You're too close. And that, people, I think is how we're going to start Geekiest Show ever this week is uh, we're just trying to make sure we're not touching each other. You know, quit touching yourself. Oh, no, that's a different discussion. Hand off of that. Yeah. Uh, Mike, that, where are those oh, hands? he's pinching me. Hand chuck. Okay, anyway. Um, so, yeah, um, uh, as we're recording this, we're still in the depth of the coronavirus. So anybody in the future listening to this has a rep- point of reference what we're talking right. about. And hopefully in the future they're going to go corona what? But um, yeah. Let's hope. Yeah. yeah. Let's hope it's not like like COVID, like 37. But so I think, you know, what we're basically, I think uh, our – we're gonna uh, just we're just gonna I, I guess uh, talk about coping and what we're doing and um, you know what we're doing how with, we're getting along technologically and mental health wise and yeah and you know what we're doing to you know pass the time and cope and so um, and I guess I could uh, start out with that because um, about two weeks ago, we had a health screening at school and discovered my high blood, uh, blood pressure is high, so this situation is certainly helping that. But they decided to put me on some medicine, and I thought, well, maybe okay. this uh, some lisinopril. So if you hear some coughing, I don't have COVID. It's just that that lisinopril will give you a dry cough, and so I may occasionally get a uh, cough drop out to keep from... It's not horrible, but it's, it, every once in a while it gets distracting. But so I thought you well, had your mic button handy. Uh yeah, right. I just do you sure have? It... Are you a, a salt eater? Is that why you have high well, blood pressure? Is it just possibly. more genetic? Uh, possible. Well, I don't know. Well, no, it shouldn't be genetic because my dad had low blood pressure. Uh, I think it's just probably dietary uh, because at the screening they figured out that my I need to. My triglycerides are high, and I need to raise my LDL uh, mm-hmm. low. But otherwise, my cholesterol itself was fine. Um, I mean, it didn't. It wasn't on the uh, register. And the um, is it the triglycerides are in the moderate risk? Um, I don't have the sheet down here. I can't remember what it is. But so I thought, well, this is a good time to start. You know, a little. Um, you know, in case we have to start rationing food, I don't think it's going to get that bad. But I might as well uh, learn to eat a little less and started managing my diet. So I downloaded, well, I think I re-downloaded. I've tried it before, but now I'm a little bit more motivated. Um, my fitness pal and have been logging mm. my meals and doing things like that. And I did that for one meal. I don't have the patience. To say, I've got one teaspoon of milk and one teaspoon of sugar and then six ounce cup of coffee. And I, I, I don't have the patience for that. So far, so good. And like I say, it's not like I have a lot. Well, I mean, I'm still, we're, we're still working at the school, so I, I'm still working there. But it's not like I have much of anything else to do because I've been social isolating for the last 58 years. Um, so, I mean, you know, I'm home here. And, uh, but you're ex- Exercising more, I'm noticing, getting those little notifications, right? Yeah. Right? Walking. That's yeah. great. Yeah. Doing That's li- the one positive, at least about the timing of this, is that we're entering spring. Right. So the last Thursday, Friday, I was able to go out for a walk. Not yesterday or today because it's been raining. But maybe by the end of the week, it should warm up again enough that I can start walking. And then mm-hmm. pretty soon we can open our doors and sit outside. <laughs> and uh, Yeah. And, um, well, because uh, – 
Deb's home, and so uh, she hasn't been in the last week. Uh, so she's been taking Molly, our dog, out for a walk, because I think all three of us could stand some exercise, because we're all getting a little roly-poly. Um, so we've all been going out for a walk. So today we walked uh, downtown to one of the stores, and my wife picked up some stuff, and we got a few things walked back. So I think it was about a two-mile walk. Mile I told you what I want to call this episode. What's that? Here come the Teletubbies. <laughs> well, that's that's <laughs> like, the other thing too. Like you, did you say, Alicia, you haven't seen Wally? I'm looking over there. No. <laughs> and you haven't. And you you no. remember what the Teletubbies are? Those no. are those yeah, little Japanese of. characters. They're like. Hee! Thank God, uh, my kids are prior to. That I think stuff. you had it worse. I think you had it worse. I think Barney. Well, I said we had worse. Barney. Yes. I had Barney. Way worse than Teletubbies. My youngest Trust son was into Barney, and then when he was in kindergarten, he was into Gullah Gullah Island. Oh, that's, on Nickelodeon. Uh, Let's all pirate? go to Gullah Gullah Island. Is it a pirate theme type thing? Because pirates no. were really popular when my kids no. were. Because Pirates of the Caribbean came out. No, it was nope. a family. Oh, God, you're talking 30, like 25 years ago now. It was a family <laughs> that lived on an <laughs> island. And that's all I remember. You um, loved it. I watched... See, I'm not as far removed from you, so it's still it's it's starting to fade. It's getting hazy. Hmm. But I still remember some of that stuff. But I have to laugh because... We're going to talk about it in a little bit, like all of the teleworking, teleconferencing, telemed, tele-everything. That's why I said we should call it Here Come the Teletubbies, because we're going to be sitting on our asses a lot more. So like like you were talking about, let's try to get some, some exercise in there. Well, get on that tractor Peloton. Uh, yeah, and I, I watched the Teletubbies once. I think I was homesick. And uh, too weak to change the station. <laughs> well, it was out in the farm, so we only had a couple, and it was either a soap opera or this. I thought, well, I'll give it a try. God, I wish I was sicker. Um, maybe if I had been delusional, it might have made more sense. Do you see what maybe. the appeal is, though? Because I, no. I did watch it a couple of times, and it was like there was no English, there was no language or anything kind of spoken. It tra- that's why it got so popular so fast because it transcended any kind of language barriers. Were they and, different colors, like a purple yes. and a yellow and a green? Yes. Yeah. And, a... and I want to say there was four. There might have been five, but I know there was four. But yeah, I don't think they were primary colors because there was a purple one in there. But yeah, they were different colors. They were like these fat, chubby little, little creature-looking things that had little symbols on the top of their heads, like little antenna, and they lived in this magical little um, land, and they'd like pop out almost like groundhogs or something i mean it was somebody yeah. somebody had some really good quality acid as yeah. i say yeah that That's... sounds like a it's very trippy very trippy yeah. but you know they do that with kids i noticed that as my kids were little and the things that they would glob onto were things that were bright and colorful and had these like cheery jovial almost like sickeningly happy well kind of stuff of course, if, I, I fixed all that. Now my kids are, you know, they're really cynical and they're really sure. skeptical of everything. And they're well, smart asses. So I, I, I broke them of that. But, but it was the type of thing that would make you drool. Like you would sit there and you'd watch <laughs> it and you just kind of like. As your ears and, are bleeding and brain yeah, matter is coming yeah, out. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You're like, oh, my God, I can't look away. Uh, what well, is wrong with me? No, so I could f- see the appeal of it. It was addictive. I can uh, remember, though, H.R. Puffin stuff. I mean, what was oh, he yeah. puffing? I, I watched that. Yeah. Who's Do you guys remember Hachi Malachi? Never heard and of Captain that. Captain Kangaroo. Oh, okay. Captain Kangaroo. Right. Yeah. I Mr. Green I wonder if that might have been a local show in PBS or something back in Pennsylvania. But she had this magical whiteboard. Like she would, there would be a picture on it and she would get this roller. I mean, this was like high tech, you know, 
image editing back then and she would take this roller and she would paint on the screen and it would magically transform into this video and and, and then you would like it was kind of like the portal to this other world <laughs> I'm, ta- I'm telling you this was the stuff in the 70s and the 80s and everybody was was tripping on acid they were either tripping their balls off or smoking or something because it was wild it was just crazy stuff I don't know how that compares to today, but um, well, the way we are. As long as we're going down uh, uh, kid programming when we were young, <laughs> this was local, but it holds a, uh, a record. Um, now, if I can find it here, uh, Captain Eleven, which was uh, out of Sioux Falls, South Dakota, on Kelloland TV, holds the record for why is it not showing it on the Wikipedia page here? Uh, longest running, uh, continuously running uh, t- kids show in the in the country. Because I think he was on like 41 years or something like that. Wow. Um, but yeah, so I mean, South Dakota does have a claim to fame, you know, uh, such as it is. But yeah, because he'd have his big uh, <clears throat> uh, thing in the background, his time machine. So he had these two whirling uh, things up there that had the spiral on it so you could get like hypnotized watching it. And, and the flashing lights. And uh, it was like a, an early, uh, like a, it was supposed to be like a mainframe computer or something like that. So, because uh, I mean, as long as we're going to be tripping down memory lane, um, we might as well get that. But uh, yeah, and like you say. Uh, I'm going to be tripping on something pretty soon because we're going to lose our damn minds. <laughs> Um, well, you know, I, I, I think I am, I'm cautiously optimistic here. I mean, uh, if everyone will kind of, uh, people are idiots. I'm not, I don't trust anybody. Well, yeah. It's easy <laughs> to get idiots. cynical right now, but, um, you know, we'll see there, there's been some things happening here. So I'm cautiously optimistic. I just, cause the problem is we can really get, you know, it would be the herd mentality can set in here pretty quick, and we can be easily uh, herded in directions that may not be the best for us or for this country. Um, and so I think we just need to stay positive, not to freak out, not to, you know, okay, hopefully this is too late. Well, I mean, I was yeah. going to say, hopefully this no, is behind I, us with the toilet paper bullshit. I was just going to say, I could, I, I want toilet paper. I know. You did? Yeah, see, that's you, a sign of the times. Well, see, here's the thing, up. though. I went to Walmart the other day and, you know, had to you know, pick up the usual stuff, salad and, you know, whatever. And I see someone with toilet paper in their cart. And I'm like, ooh, I better run back there because that's in the back of the store. I was in the front of the store. I better run back there before it's totally gone because I'm down to my last package. So I just I just wanted one. And, of course, that whole aisle is totally empty. And I'm starting to turn the corner to go down in that aisle, and this guy comes out with about seven packages in his cart. And I'm just thinking, yeah, buddy, okay. <laughs> Went down the at the very end of the aisle, they had a display of Scott. Don't like that. Too expensive. But I'm like, you know something? It I was there. I had a conversation about that. I'm a Scott girl. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Well, but I figured, you know something? It's there. I'm going to take one one package. And there was a yeah. sign that said Baker's limit paper. one. It's exactly what I told people. That beggars can't be choosers. That's there. I'll take it. Limit one. So I put it in my cart, and and I see a Walmart employee walking up with six packages in her arms. I said, you got it from that guy, right, (laughs) who had seven in his cart. And she said, yeah. And if the employees don't see them, they get stopped at the registers. Wow, TP bouncers, man. Well, you know, like, think about other people. Now, I understand that there are some people who are buying for other people. 
You know, like maybe right. uh, an old, like a neighbor, or an Shut older in. person who can't get out. So they're buying this and they're giving it to other people. The problem is, how do you, you know, like if, if I had that and I said, hey, I'm buying from me, I'm buying from my father, I'm buying from my neighbor. Right, and that's why I need you, three. You're supposed to get one person to go do the shopping for everyone else. So, right, but like, but how many people are saying that and it's not true? Right. But then right, how many right. people are saying it and it is true? And they have to come back in and make separate purchases. Mm. And if we start to get into like a voucher system where you've got to get a voucher for toilet paper and like, oh, you know, Lord. basically food stamps. I, I mean, mean, I think I would it, think it comes to that. I would think in the next week or two, yeah. it should be fine. Because right. I think once people, you know, truly understand, <laughs> yes, the stores are filling up their shelves. Don't worry about it. You need milk. It'll be there. You need water. It'll be there. You need paper. It'll be there. I read a Time article that was interesting. I should go find it and put it in the show links and the show notes. But it talked about grocery shopping, what you should do, like based on the advice from like they, they're really good about citing their, their references because I'm real like wary of misinformation and disinformation right now. But uh, they cited the references like the health officials that they spoke to and the CDC guidelines and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, yeah, of course, they said avoid hoarding behavior. But it was nice that they kind of reassured people that. The, the items, the inventory is there. It's just getting it onto the shelves. Mm. It's getting out of the warehouse shelves and onto the store shelves. That's the bottleneck right now. So it's not like we've run out of supplies. We just need access to them. Well, so all these stores are hiring. If you yeah. look, all these stores are saying, hey, did you just get laid off from your job at a restaurant? They need soccer, probably. They need, and yeah, you know, like, even we in need Sam's you. Club, they're, they're taking, like, like we're stuck in a situation that's interesting. We have two vehicles, but we're down to one now. Why? Because there's a nail in Nate's tire right now, and he can't go to Sam's Club to get it fixed. Like, we have, you know, we they, each of these big box stores has their, their auto centers, right? And so right. we get our yeah. tires through that. So. I'm not, you know, money's going to be really tight. So I'm like, you know what? We're just going to have to deal with one car and hope to God that we don't get a nail or something happens to that tire or anything like that because they don't have the tire center over open. Why? Because they've taken all of those employees and they've, you know, reconfigured things so that employers are working in other departments. So they're what about you know, your car down. dealerships and garages? Um, I haven't, yeah, I haven't checked that yet because like, here you know, in our New cars York, are almost 20 years old. So yeah. I don't even know. If here in New York, car dealerships are closed on the sales end because my youngest son is a car dealer who just okay. he just filed for unemployment because he's yeah. out of a job. But the service, the service is open because that's yeah. considered essential. Mm. Yeah. It, if it's open, that's great. It's just going to be an extra expense that we don't have right now. So I'm trying to, you know, you have to balance it. It's like it's going to be a matter of like a trade off, like either. You know, is this really that crucial? Are we going to spend the extra that we normally wouldn't? Or, you know, are we going to just wait it out? So that's where we're at, we're at with that. And same thing with shopping. I mean, you know, I wanted to talk about that. Like, you know, how how are you guys? Are you guys still physically going to stores mm-hmm. right now? Because oh, yeah. that's, that's probably going to temporarily come to an end here, at least. Like, Nate's out shopping right now. He went last night. Now, you guys only have, like, you and your spouses in the house. Whereas, like, we have four people in this house. Plus, then there's my mother-in-law. So there's like five people total that we're kind of like working with. Like she lives in her own place, but she can't get out. I mean, she can get out, but she can't see like she really shouldn't drive. But she did do it today. Like if it's in the daytime, but she just can't drive like once it's darker. So she did. I was very proud of her today. She had called me earlier. This is this is geeky, I promise. <laughs> and I didn't answer it right away because like I was napping or something. And then she actually said, no, it was a good thing you didn't call back because it forced me to figure this out on my own. She figured out how to order dog food online over at like local 
you know, pet store or whatever. And she did the curbside pickup. So that was pretty cool. Like she, she ordered it. That was, she was frustrated because she tried to do it. And, you know, for somebody who's not used to shopping online, it's probably a really daunting task, but she kept at it. I was really proud of her. She kept at it. She figured it out. She got it paid for. And then all she had to do was go to the store and pull up to the curb and they Mm -hmm. brought it out to her. So now she has dog food. (laughs) Yeah. And see, we're figuring out because we're still going to uh, uh, Watertown. That's about 30 miles away. And so Deb and me and my two sons who live there, we're going out shopping. So we're doing things more or less the way we always have. But now instead of eating out in the restaurant, we're getting things. So I'm starting to learn the uh, how to use the uh, takeout parts of uh, different food apps. Now, last mm-hmm. week... Oh, I, that's good. What are you using? What, what apps are you using? Well, right now, I'm, I'm using the individual apps. But uh, so last week, I tried Taco John's. Well, I could get the order all filled out, but I couldn't confirm it. Well, then finally, we just went through the drive through and ordered it that way. I just, I don't like, I don't like talking to drive through speakers because some of them are... Arr! And yep. yeah, and my hearing is... You know, anyway, so I would prefer just for us to sit down, what do you want, get everything ordered, and then just go through... And uh, have it paid for and pick it up. Well, talking to the guy in the drive-thru, and I guess they're still figuring this stuff out. It works, but the thing is, it goes through their till in the front. Well, they've got the front part of the building closed off, so apparently their till wasn't working. That's why they couldn't. Uh, I couldn't confirm the order. So, I mean, they've got to get that figured out in their end. But now this is le- that a single restaurant or yeah. is it a chain? No, Taco Bell. Taco. Oh, I thought you said Taco John. Oh no, we got to. Yeah, you know, ta- no, no. I meant Taco Bell. We got a Taco John in town too. That's more of a regional Mexican. Yeah, I got confused. No, a Taco Bell. Um, so yeah, it's one of you know the chain of Taco Bell stores. So they've got to get that one figured out, and that's more a local issue. Now this weekend, uh, we went to Papa Murphy's. Well, I downloaded the Papa Murphy app. I'm going to have a crap ton of. Uh, food apps on my phone before it's yep, done. Me too. And yep. so then that we were able to get what we want, order online, and then I was just able to go into the store and she reached across and I reached across, you know, no you know contact. It was already paid for, so I didn't have to it was in out, grab the food and split. Um so uh you know that works, but like I say this is gonna be an ongoing experience. I'm gonna have to see what stores what Places in Watertown and then uh, have places where you can, you know, apps online. And then the local radio station uh, has a, and people should go and see if there's some, I know there's different people in different areas are putting together websites of of restaurants that have, um, that you can order online and be able to pick it up if they don't have an app like your local yeah. restaurant. Yeah, they did that around here, too. Now, I went to the Cheesecake Factory the other day, and they did something interesting. I had to pay in person because I had a I had a specific type of gift card. So I placed the order, and when I got there, I gave them the gift card, and then I used my credit card to pay the balance. And what they did is you pick it up where the cheesecake is. And it was just so weird because that Cheesecake Factory by me is always packed. And it was just so weird. Like you could hear echo, echo, echo (laughs) when you were talking. And there was just one other person sitting there waiting for his food to come out. And they had a table set up in front of the, uh, the bakery. And they had two credit card machines. And she said, use that one on the right. So I did. And then when it was time to sign the credit card, they had two jars of pens. One said clean, one said used. So you take a pen out of the clean jar, and after I signed, I put it in the used jar. 
so that they could clean those pens and then put them back in the clean jar. And I thought, what a great idea. Because what is it going to take them? 10 seconds to clean? I mean, it doesn't even take that long yeah, to take a wipe, wipe it down and put it in the clean jar. Right. And that's, and that's like, that's something for. I never, I never thought of anything like that. It's See, all that's, these that's little the thing things. That, yeah. It's all these little things. Like I live with a chronic illness and I live my life this way a lot. I just don't tell people like, cause I don't want to offend anybody, but I'm constantly sanitizing everything, everything, you know, from doorknobs and stuff. And like, I just live that way normally because I am, I do have a weak immune system. Um, I have asthma. So like I'm on the list. So that's why I haven't been going anywhere or doing anything. And I've been like extra, extra careful. So I appreciate like when I see things like that, I am really, really impressed. And I think that that says something about that company, about that business, about their business practices. And I think that's something that you need to think about, like moving forward, like as you're going out, even on a limited basis, the places that you do go to, what precautions are there? Are they taking? And those are the places that are going to are going to get my business. Well, and like uh, when we went out for our walk today, uh, we went down to the local. Uh, I have this thing, even though I'm trying to be on a diet, I still have this thing for. Uh, I call it gas station cappuccino. Uh, you know, the ones you get out of the out of the machine there. And so we went there at, to get it, and my uh, wife was going to take some money along. And I said, "You realize uh, anybody who uses paper money anymore? Uh, you know, that's just a disease waiting to happen." Because her and I have kind of had this discussion because. She's still a little bit of a luddite. I mean, she does use her debit card, but for some of these, oh, it's just small. Pay with it uh, with cash. And uh, yeah, no, I'm trying to get Nate to use Apple Pay. He gets so yeah. frustrated because he's he's got it on his watch, he's got it on his phone, but he's just not there yet. Like he's oh. he's a nerd, but he's not necessarily oh. a geek. You and know what I mean? Like, he, I like your husband too. Everything. Yeah, I yeah. use it for everything that I can use. Well, yeah, and, but and, he doesn't think it's not ingrained in his brain. I want the so points. I want yeah. the points. Right. Yeah, and, but I bet Deb isn't there yet, like with no. the cash crossover. So yeah, yeah. and um, and it, there's only a few places in Watertown that I know for sure. Uh, the Hy-Vee grocery store we shop takes it, and the uh, Casey's uh, gas station that we get gas, they take it. Uh, I don't know if there's any other. Uh, there may be a few other places. If they do, they don't have it prominently displayed. Because I said, you know, use your debit card. Well, she said you still got to touch the machine. I said, well, but if you have, you know, Apple Pay, you just get it near the machine. I mean, right. okay, this was made, you know, for uh, either. Now, does she have a watch? But she no. has an iPhone. But does she yes. doesn't have a watch? Right. No. Okay. No watch. So, but... Yeah. And yeah, even you really got to have her practice with that. I've been yeah. using for gas. We have an Exxon station now that was just built. I don't know. I forget. Like the last year or two. Um, used to be a Getty station, and now it's an Exxon. It's Exxon. So I've got the Exxon Mobile app. So now all you do is you just drive up, you open the app, you tell them what pump you're at, and then you authorize Apple Pay to pay for the gas. It reads it to the machine, and then it says, "Okay, start pumping." That's so I don't I don't take out a credit card, I don't mm. take out money, and then I just pump the gas, and then I, you know it still spits out a receipt. A paper receipt, and then on the app it says, you know, you got, you know, sixteen gallons for thirty-two dollars and eighteen cents. I would you get... love that because yeah. I need to track that for my business. And then you, you get points. Me how much we spent on on fuel and yeah. stuff. Yeah. So you get huh. points, and then those points you're supposed to. And I never do this, but you can take those points and put it toward, you know, purchases you make inside the mini mart, which I've never been inside. So, but I don't do it for the points. I do it for the convenience of not having to worry about money. Yeah. Yeah. 
And I was just looking because I mentioned Hy-Vee and I mentioned Casey's. If you buy certain items at the Hy-Vee store, you earn points for gas at the Casey's. Um, and but at the pumps, you still have to they use the debit card. You're right. So, but they're at the pump. You still have to use the 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 card uh, if you want to go in and pay for it inside. Right. Then you can use Apple Pay, and that doesn't bother me so much. But it would be nice because I mean, I got to fish my. Uh, first, you got to get out your your card, and then you got to get out the points card, the gas points card. Like so you a have to man. We have that too. We have that too. It's like a Sino- It's that the affiliations with the Sunoco station. Right. You get five cents off a gallon for every hundred dollars you spend at the grocery store. Now what they ended up doing is they converted that and they, they did a cluster the way they converted it. No one knows what's going on. Right. But you have the choice of either using cents off on gas or you can get dollars off your your total grocery order. So every couple of weeks, I'll just say to them, how much money do I have coming? And I'll say, take it off. Well, yeah. And like, and say, do it that way. Yeah. The, the, uh, the, you get, so you get points at high V and the, their fuel saver cards. So right now we've racked up 23 cents and, uh, us being the, uh, the, well, I'm the, you know, the scotch in the family here, literally and figuratively, uh, we'll wait until the gas. There's been times that the check, uh, fuel light has come on uh so we pull in because you're limited to 20 gallons well so we're going to make sure we're going to get our full uh oh, absolutely discount. i always oh, did too right. uh and like I say it's 30 miles away uh so we kind of have to be careful make sure we got enough to get to watertown uh, but yeah we try to make sure that the ta- we either make sure the tank gets low or these points expire after a few weeks so if they're going to expire right. then we'll go in but you know because we're not going to miss our our stuff right. there but uh yeah, and like I say, I just wish they did have, uh, like I say, where you could just pull up and say, authorize the stuff, pump the gas, and get in and split. Because, you know, when it's cold out, you know, you have to fish your cards out and everything. Because, you know, when it's 30 below and, you know, you're trying to fuel up your car, you know, fishing stuff in and out of your wallet is kind of, it, it well, sucks. Well, also and, because of these, you know, scum of the earth people who are putting in the card readers. Mm-hmm. And they do it a lot on ATMs yeah. and they do it on gas stations. So, you don't, I don't, I mean, thankfully, knock wood, I've never had that experience, but doesn't mean I won't in the future. And this way, I don't have to worry about that mm-hmm. because I'm using my app. Yeah. I got to tell you a cute story real quick. Um, so, you know how my son was supposed to go on that class trip mm-hmm. and it got canceled, obviously. And he was very, very bummed. Like, I think I feel so bad for the kids because, you know, he would have been bummed, you know, so as it was just not being able to like talk to his friends and stuff. But this just made it that much worse because we prepared for this for months. You know what I mean? We had so much anxiety building up to this. And for that trip to get canceled that very day, like they went in there with their suitcases and everything. Anyway, um, so prior to that, we'd been talking about, you know, trying to prepare for for this trip. And now we're talking about preparing for, you know, being able to stay at home and stuff. And one of the things that we talked about a lot was um, him being able to spend money because we wanted to give him spending money. And I think we talked about this on the other show where another episode where we talked about um, we got him a youth spending account. So it's a checking account, but it's it's mm-hmm. specifically designed for teenagers. And so with that, he got a debit card. And we told him, you know, try not to get cash. If you can at all help it, try to avoid it at all, all costs. Because, you know, he's got ADHD. He's going to lose it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. With the debit card, if he loses that, it'll be a, it'll be a huge bummer. But at least it won't be cash that he can't get back. You know what I mean? We could cancel the card. We could protect ourselves and not have anything lost if we just, you know, cancel the card and then reorder a new one. But uh, as far as getting cash goes, you know, he we told him, like, maybe we should go do a trial run. Like, maybe we should go around the corner because 
we so rarely ever use an ATM machine anymore. Like I can't remember the last time it's, it's been years. It has been literally years since I have gone to a, an ATM machine and actually withdrawn cash because anytime that I have needed cash, cause I don't, I just hate, I hate to use it. Um, Anytime I have needed cash, we get it at the grocery store. You know, like when you're checking out, you can ask for cash back. You know, if, if I've never it. used an ATM ever. Really? Wow. Never. I don't own a debit card. I have uh, don't know. The only time that, uh, we've used an ATM was when Deb and I got our tattoos because the uh, tattoo artist would only really? take cash. So we're running really around trying cash. to figure out how to use. So it's like we're running up here and running down because, like I say, we're trying to find one that, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, we were like, uh, you know, virgins yeah. when it came to that stuff. So. We're, 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 try, we're trying to avoid it at all costs. But, you know, I, as a parent, like it's, it's, it's still important to teach your children all the different modes of, of cash. I mean, even like checks, we, we haven't had a checkbook in over a decade. We haven't, I can't remember the last time I signed my name on a check on an actual paper check. So I we're without, I still have. basically we're without paper We're we're paperless as much as, as possible. I mean, you wouldn't know that by looking at the piles of paperwork that I have here. For, See, we have for no choice because when we pay our taxes and our water bill, they won't accept a credit card. Okay. So, so I have to write a check. We, so, okay, so so there's, to make a clarification, so I have written out checks, but I do it all through the bank. So at, at one you line have a cashier on a bank, check. it's not even a cashier check. It's it's a it's a bill pay system. So when you pay right. bills online, you can, like I ran into this uh, situation not long ago. I totally forgot because I hadn't had a checkbook in so long, and I'm so used to doing the bill pay, right? Like, like that's how we pay the water bill. They only accept the check, too. So because they, they don't accept credit card, but that's what we do. We have it set up through our bill pay and that the bank is the one who cuts the check. Now, yeah, I had so been doing that, do that for you might want to check because I, they won't, I have been doing that won't for take companies. it. Town won't it, take it. Really? That's messed up. You have to go there it's and give a them legal a money order, a, a physical check or, huh. you know, because it is still a physical check. check. It's still a physical check. It's just yeah. that the bank cuts well, it on your behalf and they mail it out for them. See, that's what I but do. I would because look for that service. That's what I do with uh, for the, uh, our trust that we manage for the farm because I'm the one that mm -hmm. does the checks. And the bank that we mm -hmm. use in Watertown, I just sit down, which I'm going to have to be doing in a few days here because the money just came in. So, uh, you know, and th this is something else, too, about, you know, social distancing and stuff, too, is yeah. – um, but I ha I go in there and I have it set up with a bill pay and I put everyone's address in there that gets money from the trust and so I just sit down uh, I pay the uh, the land taxes which I have to do and then I just sit down figure out the amount that everyone gets type it in there they write out the checks because I hate writing out because it's about five checks it's got to be written out for that uh, and then they mail it out they do everything I don't see those checks they do all that work so I don't have to they do it all they sign it for you basically yeah, so and, you can do it for individual people so right. or individual entities so for example like I belong to a club that meets monthly and there's membership dues and they said you know your membership dues are due and in the past I had used cash and I was like I'm tired of this because as a business I'm a small business I have to claim like all of that stuff like those are dues that I can claim on my taxes and I I do a schedule C like I try to I try to itemize as much as I possibly can even if I don't end up itemizing I still want to know where the money came and went you know what I mean and right. with cash it's just so much harder to track that
like sure oh. you can do it i mean i do my own books it can be done you can you know make yourself a light item in the spreadsheet but come on like if i can automate it i want to automate it you know this is technology make the tech work for you not the other way around right well and the so one one thing i wanted I thought to about s- that i was like well how am i going to get him a check and i thought oh that's right i do the water bill that way so i just put them in as a payee so that's all you have to do is just add them as a payee and then the bank will write the check for you no, and the, send it to them. And I'm it, looking and it on the website and, and I'm on my on my line items there. Yeah, I'm looking on the website. What is, I'm not who's your seeing. bank? I have a local bank. Oh, is it a credit union? No. So just a local bank. Okay. So uh, and, it could be because maybe they're smaller potatoes. Maybe they don't offer well, that. Well, you know, it depends because uh, our local bank here, which I, I quit doing business with for a, a number of reasons. What yours things, does. The one in Watertown does, yeah, and that's why I went there because they offer more robust online bill paying. And so, you know, now the problem is getting the money into the bank. We had to go to Watertown yesterday and deposit the check because um, they're, uh, you can deposit a check on, with the phone. But they limit it to it's and it's a weird size. I want to say it's like seventeen hundred and ninety dollars, or I don't know why they just couldn't mm-hmm. say two thousand. But and these are considerably larger because the rent checks. So that you have to go in and you know physically pay for. And then the other thing I was going to say about having to bank write the checks. I don't know about every other bank, but ours there's like a few days delay before it's sent out. Right. So yeah, it's like three days. Yeah. yeah. And what and so what I've got to do tomorrow is uh, we got to pay the land taxes at our county courthouse for the farm and i'm going to call now i i could in theory do that but they're due like the first of may so i've only got a day or two i don't think i could use the online bank uh, check writing to do that i'm gonna have to call them up and see if there's another way to electronically pay that so i don't uh a i don't have to go into the uh courthouse for you know sanitation's sake but also i just kind of hate going in the courthouse and it's if i could eliminate two of those checks i got to write the year a year i'm down to one for the liability insurance and if i would just get off my ass and set it up i could probably pay that out of the that in our uh it just um, seems so archaic yeah. if someplace doesn't accept checks from a bank or if yeah. the bank doesn't provide it like there's I'll something call wrong tomorrow. there I'll call the town and ask them. I mean, it's just because I go there four times a year to pay my taxes and pay the water. Because the one time I mailed it in, they lost the check and then they were going to charge me a fee. I'm like, guess again. Well, see, we have a high mail fraud here, and I just try to avoid the postal mail. I avoid having to put anything in my mailbox as much as possible. I will go drive. And put it in a mailbox. It's that bad. Well, we when we mail out the checks, that, because like I say, my wife and I are still. I'm trying to get her to move over to the electronic. She still likes the checks, but when we do yeah. mail out checks, we don't put them in our mailbox. And ours isn't by the house. It's like on the a side street there because. You know, that's a different story. But anyway, we take it directly to the post office and mail it because the – and he's since retired, but the mailman we had, we didn't entirely trust. Uh, so we would always take the checks directly to the post office and mail them. But, um, yeah, I, like I said, I'm going to – I know our city, you know, because it's a small city. There's like, what, 1,200 people in this town. I think they do have a way that you can pay the, the water and garbage bill um, – I think there's a way to do it online. We may have to look into that. You know, maybe this will be the thing that will, I can kind of push my wife towards paying. That's what I'm more thinking. Of yeah. You know, and then she a goes, bit well, of an opportunity. Sorry, well, Deb. <laughs> well, yeah, and you know the thing is, well, I like to have the check. Well, okay, if you do this, you, you know, you download. Well, you should have to download it and look at it, and I don't know, maybe that might be the hurdle but, there. But 
doing it online. What is it you don't have to worry. I mean, I yeah. pay my, I pay our credit cards. I pay whatever I can. I pay online. Our mm-hmm. our gas and electric bill. Yeah. I pay it through the bank. You know, doing the e pay, and you don't have to worry about it got lost in the mail. Yep. Or, or anything the thing like you that. You have to worry about, and I, I know the flip side because I still know people who are like really diehard cash fans, like they still use their cash. I don't try to push anybody, but it's just that I worked in retail for a long, long time and I worked around money. And it is one of the dirtiest things that you can interact with. It really, it just really, really is. I was in college. I got sick all the time. I mean, that was like the downfall of my of my health problems. I think that's well, how many times have you gone to the store and you, especially in the summer when people are sweating and you see a woman take her money out of her bra or she you takes or, or a man takes it out of that. his sock. They in take retail, it out of their sock. Oh yeah. I've seen, I have yeah. Seen I've they seen don't have a sneeze on it yeah, and hand they it don't to have you. Pants and, pockets, so they're sticking well, it in their bra. They're sticking it in their, um, if, their socks and they're handing it. Like, we do. If we end up with with antibiotic resistant microbial problems, like if we end up with that, you can blame it on me because I'm the one who single handedly started the hand sanitizer revolution at the stores. Nobody was doing it. Nobody was doing it. I'm like, I can't believe I'm looking around like you people are nuts. I started carrying hand sanitizer in my purse. I started buying it for my friends. I started buying it to keep at the stations because then I started I worked in a department store where I work at different different departments and different stations. And I made sure that each one of those damn kiosks and registers had hand sanitizer and baby wipes. And I, I was having the girls wipe down the countertops and everything. So, like, you know, we, we talked about this in the very beginning. I've always lived this way. And it's just like now everybody's finally starting to catch on 30 years later that you have to wipe things down. You've got to sanitize. This is how germs spread. And when you have a compromised immune system, you know these things and you just watch everybody else going and you're like, oh, God, just ooh, clean, wipe that off. <laughs> well, so yeah, it's been interesting. Yeah. And like I say, I think you and I have the opposite perspective. Not that I'm I'm filthy, but I mean, yeah. I, I grew up on a farm and on a farm. Yeah. yeah. And, and you do things there, you know, and I won't yeah. go into it because people don't need it's to know certain things dirt, I had to though. do. Yeah. Well, I think that's a different kind of yeah. dirt. I think I'm talking about people germs. Oh, well, you're okay. talking about like, you know dirt manure like i mean yeah when you live in a yeah. farm and here in the desert it gets quite dusty and dirty sure. that's yeah. dirt that's dust somebody's coughing into stuff. sneezing into their hand yeah. and then they hand you a 20 dollar yeah. bill and you're like right. uh, i'm talking okay. about being in like close quarters with people like right. other humans even just swimming at the pool like i'll do it but in my mind it's human soup you are swimming in humans. That's that's how it is to people me. People soup, we call it. People, people soup. soup, human mm-hmm. soup. Yeah, it's that's what it is to me, to my immune system. Sure. Right. So and- I know that I am risk averse when it comes to that. I know what I'm right. what I'm getting myself into. I have to make the decision like, gee, do I sacrifice the kids' mental health and stay away from the pool, or do I just take one for the team? And all right, let's mm-hmm. everybody go to the pool this week, you know, because this is what we need to do. And then I just I have to put up with it. I'm gonna get sick, and I just have to do it. That's just how it is. Yeah. So it's just it's it's this on scale. I just think that's that's a different kind of dirt. But I but right. I have heard that argument. Maybe you apply it to that. But for me, it's just like it's sure. germs. It's yeah. people germs well, that are different. And I you know I, I like dirt. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, and my current job, yeah, I'm dealing with the people juice here. Yeah. And and yeah. I've watched kids blow loogies into the trash can, and it's like, oh, uh-huh. yeah. And, so and yeah. I can't handle barf. Like, you know, um, <laughs> yeah. did you guys go through this with your kids? Like, I'm sorry. I'm just going to – I made I'm Tom about this, but I made uh-huh. Tom clean it up. I said I can't. I think every uh-huh. mom and dad or every every parent pair – 
has their thing where it's like, nope, not I'm not doing barf. I am okay with shit, and I am okay with piss, but I am not okay with puke. Yeah. Well, if I would I give up puke, up. You're going to be cleaning up for both of us. I'm going to puke in for kid, two. I would give the kid the bath. Uh-huh. And Tom would be the yeah. one that had to clean the carpet and sure. change the yep. sheets. Well, even even I at just, school, that's the only thing I can't handle throw up. Even at school, I can't I handle just, the sound of it, the smell yeah. of it. Yeah. Yeah. And like I say, even at school, I asked the, t- the teachers because some we have a mix of some carpeted rooms, some tile rooms, and the ones with the carpeted room. All I ask is please just get them to the hallway, if nothing else, trash can hallway something because yeah. I just get don't carpet. Yeah, because that I can just you I, don't have to get yeah. too up close and personally get the mop, you know, kind of you know corral it and you know, but it, the carpet you got to get down there. It's like I mean I, yeah. I can yeah. do it. But it's just shouldn't even have carpet in them in the first place. Um, I can't stand carpeted schools especially from a technological point of view from a science point of view i mean that drove my husband nuts when he worked at a school where he had a lab with carpet no no not that bad with carpet you know and i'm thinking like all the static you drop if you drop the beakers Uh you drop the test tubes they're not going to break well and well but there's other ways that you can deal with that kind of stuff but yeah carpet's just and it just carries germs it's just nasty it's hard to clean i mean i can only imagine and when there's puke involved i mean i'm putting up a crying scene tape if that happens that is just nailing and for me, I, I uh, for my for my job, I do prefer tile because I can just get in there with the dust mop and you know, go around quick. Otherwise, mm-hmm. with the carpeted rooms, you got to get the vacuum cleaner out. You got to go in there, and it's just like uh, you know, it's it's, and you do this and all then it the gets time. Into and, the vacuum cleaner, and then you're just vacuuming other places. It's like you might yeah. as well well have a Roomba that ran over a piece of shit from the dog. You know, it's just uh. well, if the farm kids would remember to clean their shoes off before they come in, that would be helpful. <laughs> And for the most part, they're okay. But, um, yeah, I've had a few times it's like, really? Just clean your feet, people. <laughs> um, so th- that's my pet peeve. Just scrape your shoes off before you come in, for God's sakes. Um, but, uh, yeah, and then, uh, you know, because I think it's just going to push a lot of people towards more, you know, online stuff because I was looking at um, our – And cashless payment, like yeah. Apple Pay. Well, we were just talking about like how it's not always available in areas. I'm wondering if this will – I will like this if this ends up being a side effect if sure. it pushes more of that stuff our way. Well, because I was looking online here, effect? and our, our city of Clark does have set uh, something set up through uh, PayGov uh, mobile app. Uh, so we can pay our bills, and that would be something to push my wife towards. But then they also reminded people, too, your local library. Uh, get uh, They're recommending OverDrive. I use – what's the other yes. one? Libby. Uh, Libby, yep. that's it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. I use that one. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I haven't. The only time I go into the library is to pay for my library card, um, which isn't very often. Because then I just do everything. Yeah, Shouldn't have to do that now. And you know, like I said, I have my penance for uh, uh, for um, Audible audiobooks. Um, you know, so I don't need the physical stuff. I just need uh, the uh, the uh, audio stuff. So you know, that's one thing that might in which. Is good and bad because hopefully people will who want to I will go back to the libraries. Um, you know I hope it doesn't do them uh, hurt physical libraries too badly because it, when I was a kid not so much anymore. But when I was a kid I liked going to the library because we had a small one in town here. We come in from the farm. I'd go to the library and I was that nerd that was looking for all those books in there. Um, and I would just have uh, while the parent, my parents were shopping or going to a meeting or something, I would go down there and just rummage through the books and find some to read. I mean, I think I read um, uh, was it Evelyn Wood's speed reading book, 
Um, and then there was another book on how to improve your memory. You know, I was that weird kid. Um, but, you know. <laughs> and did it work? Who are you again? Um, <laughs> did you say yeah. something? Yeah. What? Uh, I wasn't listening quick enough. But, yeah. So I'm hoping you – because know, it's still a good place. Uh, and you can, you know, rent physical stuff uh movies and books and that so i'm hoping that the the negative side effect is that these places don't you know take a hit and movie theaters too i mean well i think there's still mm. people once this gets back to normal there's people that have to have the movie experience i don't know for right now it's going to hurt i think when it's done you're going to have these people that want to go experience a movie with other people and i like that once in a while but normally I just wait for it to come out online and do it that way because, again, it's 30 miles to the nearest movie theater. Uh, and it's not so expensive, but still, you know, it's just it's the time and everything. So I just prefer mm -hmm. to wait for. And you can't get to the bathroom and you're going to miss it. Yeah. And... Uh, for I God's prefer sense, my own. <laughs> yeah. Wa watch your fluid intake and see how long the movie is. You know, you got to put some planning into this stuff here. But... Yeah, like Aquaman. Uh, yeah. I made, one... I made it through Aquaman. My husband did not. I mean, you can do Redbox online for about five bucks. You can stream a movie well, yeah. for five dollars. And the good thing is you can pause it. You go get yourself a snack, go to the bathroom, whatever you have to do. And you get is it. That for because, is that for movies that are currently playing in the theaters? Is that why that service is available? Because no, this is Redbox online. So rather than go to Redbox and get the physical DVD, oh, uh -huh. which is what we do sometimes because we still have a DVD. You really? can do Redbox online and rent it for five dollars. Yeah, or well, if why you have would cable. you choose a DVD over if it's not available in another format, perhaps? Because the DVD is like a dollar seventy-five. Oh, I see. I see. You're and because for and for us, it's it takes me thirty seconds to walk to the Redbox uh -huh. box, so yeah. it's uh, not like I have I to go see. anywhere. Yeah, it's but we don't we don't that. watch we don't watch a whole lot of movies. But when I was in. Um, Virginia a couple of weeks ago we watched um we watched Bombshell about Megan Kelly and Fox News mm. and oh. she rented it through her cable company or for Vios. She had Verizon Vios. So you can and that was I want to say six dollars. But that's so much cheaper. I mean there were five of us mm -hmm. watching. So for six bucks it's a little well, over a dollar a person. And that's important because yeah, I think the well, times are gonna get really tight for people financially. Well, so I was going to know what, options. what I was going to do, uh, I thought about doing it for the school and doing an email for the, the staff and then just copying that and maybe putting it on Facebook and maybe putting it on our website. Just kind of, uh, since I you know, do a lot of this uh, online stuff here, try to put together a <laughs> list of uh, movie and TV channels you can watch on the Internet. Because um, mm -hmm. you've got Hulu, you got Netflix, you got that stuff, but then you got some of the... the the free ones, like you got Pluto, um, mm. uh, Crackle, Crackle, I think it's free. Yep. Tubi, I think. Um, Tubi's one. Yep, we have that one. Yeah, so there's a bunch of those. Just put a bunch of them together because, you know, all this uh, spending time at home, uh, you know, people. And, you know, like I say, not everyone, I think right now, uh, our income flow will, should be okay. But there's other people who may suffer, mm. you know, uh, cash flow problems and will want the cheaper alternatives to keep their their kids entertained. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, if you have a Roku or an, uh, or an Amazon Fire Stick, just go into the apps TV. that are available, and they will show you an Apple TV, and they'll show you yep. which ones are free of charge. Now, mm -hmm. you, of course, if you do Crackle or something like that that shows movies, you're not going to get 
Bombshell mm-hmm. or no. 1917 or you're, you're going to get older movies, but still they're free. And if you haven't seen them, right now, I will say a dig against Apple is that they only seem to publicize the ones that cost money when it comes to the TV channels that you can subscribe to. Like they're not in the Apple TV app. They're not going to be showing you the free stuff. You know what I mean? Because like I, I tried to look up what mm. CBS was going to cost if there were shows that we wanted to watch on there. And there's two versions of the CBS All Access. You can buy one. It's kind of like Hulu where one is like no commercials and another one is limited commercials. Well, the only one that Apple TV shows you is the one that's unlimited so that you have to pay $10 a month. Whereas like, no, I'll I'll pay less to watch the commercials. Thank you very much. I know how to double screen and ignore them. I want the $6 you know, version. And Thank also you. I'll pay attention because I believe CBS All Access is giving you 30 days free. Yeah, a lot of them I are. I believe. Mm-hmm. And I got an email Friday, I want to say it was, Thursday or Friday of last week, that YouTube TV is giving us epics free for 30 days. Oh, they what's put available it, on they put epics? I've heard nothing. of that. Nothing. Nothing. Oh. <laughs> There's four so different really channels, and I looked at it, and like, you've got to be kidding me. There is the only modern, the only current movie they have is Rocket Man, and oh, really? I saw it. Yeah, and I saw. I'm like, yeah. that's it. That's huh. all they had. Everything else was older movies. So if you like movies from the '80s, sure, you're good. Yeah. Well, but yeah. what they did is they put it on, and they said we are going to take it away after 30 days. You don't have to do anything. Um, but if you decide to like it. it then you can purchase. Nope, they gave it to right. everybody for 30 days for free. Uh-huh. They just put it on there, and they're going to take it away. And if you decide to like it, then you can pay the, I don't know, I think it's five ninety nine a month to have it or whatever the, the cost is. That's the thing that I do worry about is that a lot of people are going to be entertaining the idea of signing up for these free services, these trial services, and then when things start to go back to normal, like maybe they'll have forgotten about it, and then they're going to start getting all these bills rolling in, and they're not going to be able to pay Reminders. Reminders. I know. As soon That's as why I'm I saying signed it. up, I immediately put that. a reminder on for like five days to. prior. Cancel such and such subscription. I do it for my Hulu. I put, um, mm-hmm. and I don't even use a reminder. Well, I might use a reminder for, for that stuff, but I tend to miss the reminder because I have so many other reminders. So for those types of things, I use a calendar entry. With no, I an alert, do. and I just nag the hell out of myself. That's I know you use do. do with do. I yeah. want to use do, but I'm so afraid to go and spend the money on that because it seems like it's abandonware right now. He, he hasn't updated it in years, and there's no. Oh, yes, he has. Oh, get the time. Yeah, in fact, DUE. Yeah, the last time I looked it up, it hadn't been updated for one of the one of the apps. Let me look, and I'll tell you exactly when. Yeah, because I know you always talk about that, and I'm I always like wait for it to go on sale. Because I want it. It for, was like, updated. All it was updated three days ago. For the iOS app. Mm-hmm. Three days ago. Use it on the Mac, then a month ago. I only Mac use app? it on. I only use it on my phone. I think it's the three Mac days app. ago. A month. A month. Two months. Four months. Six months. Nine months. I don't know why. In he hasn't fact, what the they did is starting in January, they changed it to version twenty, so they're keeping it with the year. Oh, interesting. So they've done four, Maybe that's why it says it then. It, they've done four updates so far this year. They decided instead of just doing version 3, version 4, version 5, they'll keep it in coordinating with the year. So next year it'll be version 21 point whatever. Oh, okay. Then that makes more sense. Yeah. So I don't use it on my on my computer. I use it. I mean, it yeah, syncs. I, would, with, I want something that syncs between all the yeah. stuff. Yeah. I 
I just use it on my phone because then that way that isn't a subscription service, preferably. No, it's not a subscription. And then it it is syncs with my watch. And I'm constantly getting that vibration on my arm saying, did you do it yet? Did you do it? Yeah, yet? that's what did I need. Yeah. Because there's so yeah. especially I use it especially for checking in on an airline, which obviously I mean, tomorrow I was supposed yeah. to be on a plane to Florida. Oh. So that was obviously canceled. Right. But sometimes I'll forget, especially when I'm coming home. I'll forget that I have to do this right now because at Southwest, you want to check in exactly 24 hours before your flight takes off. And I'll go, oh, my God, that's right. I forgot. So I set it for if I have a nine o'clock flight, I'll set it for 855 so that I can get into the app, get my confirmation. So all I have to do is just hit send. Well, then I was going to say, too, because that reminded me, and there's services out there. I've never used any of them, but there are services that will monitor your subscriptions so you can see what you are subscribed to. And then be able to go in there and cancel them. Um, I think the one yeah, that then you're paying a subscription for the subscription service, which is very meta. Right. Uh, like I said, I don't know anything about it. I've heard it, but this might be something for somebody to uh, think about. Because uh, I, I think I think I'm on top of most of the. I mean, I do have to go and look because I had to go and look to see what my Kindle Unlimited was. Well, I got like a a two year subscription, so I still have like about a nine months left or something like that i think but i had to go in there and look and the good thing about amazon they'll send you an email saying hey your subscription's renewing on such and such a date it's going to cost you this amount of money right so that's their like your reminder oh. That, oh, yeah. about uh taking My care of that is just managing a family and like all four of us like i am just so distracted between and then for family magazine, members the business for magazines because I, I still like physical magazines i still prefer them over digital magazines i have a spreadsheet and i just nice. have the name of the magazine, when it expires, what I paid for it, where I got the subscription, and then the next column will say when I renewed it, what I paid for it, and where I got it from. And then as it renews, then I just kind of move the renewed information over. And if I chose not to renew it, I just delete it. So if I said, you know, gee, do I still get better homes and gardens? I can look and say, oh, that expired two months ago. And you can do a search. Well, I don't get that many magazines anymore. I'm down to about eight. Hmm. You're getting um, there. So, yeah, yeah. So I don't. I. I. It just takes me forever to read them now. So I'm like, eh, you know. Well, but I get them for free. So I really. I think I don't really pay for magazines anymore because I found sites where I can get them for free, like under business uh-huh. accounts. Yeah. So I figure, well, if I'm getting it for free, what the heck? I think the only one I pay for is Tom like Sports Illustrated. So I'll get that for him. Uh, and one thing I wanted to mention about uh, when we were talking about TV, if you have to practice some social distancing in your house because everyone's getting on their nerves, a lot of network apps, as long as you authenticate with a uh, TV subscription of some sort, because I use uh, uh, Philo and that you can use that on some apps, but not all of them. So it depends upon your provider. But you can, uh, so if you want to send everyone to a different room with uh, like a device, a tablet or a phone, or something, you can download the app for that particular uh, service like History or uh, some of those others. You can put that on there, authenticate with your TV, uh, your cable subscription, and then everyone can be off in their own little corner watching something. So, you know, that might be something for a little peace and harmony in the house uh, uh, if you have too much time together. <laughs> our, our problem is it's such a small space. 
we have such a small house. There's <laughs> not enough. It's not like, you know, when I was a kid, we could just stomp up the stairs and go slam a door. And like, we can't do that here. We can't like send someone to the basement. There is no basement. <laughs> well, yeah. Oh, it yeah. Sucks. Well, yeah. And we do here. And like I say, that's we would do that sometimes even without something like this going on, just because we we get along better if we're separated sometimes. So, yeah. Uh, got to keep them separated. You got to know your family <laughs> dynamic. Um, let's see. Uh, we've been kind of, there was something that you said we were going to talk about later. Was that the bill paying? Uh, Melissa? Yeah, just shopping strategies, but also teleworking strategies. Oh, there you go. Like what we're doing for teleworking. I, I know you guys aren't necessarily doing teleworking. I know, Elisa, you've helped your son test out some Zoom stuff. So yeah. in this house, we've got, we've got teleworking, we've got telemedicine, and we've got distance learning. So we've got those three modes of remote stuff. And so what I'm going to be scrambling to try to work on, which is something, it's kind of like, you know, like you and Deb, Mike, it's like you've been trying to get her to, mm. to cross over to, you know, using these new mo new modalities, if you will. And this is something I've been wanting to do for a long time. So if there's any kind of silver lining in any, any of this, I, I do try to be a pragmatist. And like you said, you're an optimist. I'm a pragmatist. This is like where I shine in this kind of stuff. I'm like, well, the silver lining is that now we have an opportunity. So I'm looking at everything as an opportunity as best I can um, to try some of this, this new cool tech that I've been wanting to try for a long time. So I recently tried something called WebEx. Um, mm -hmm. It's a Cisco, Cisco. product. Mm -hmm. That's so what I they're using on the TV show, on the news shows. If you see like you oh, know, everybody, okay. the, if you watch, you know, whether it's ABC or CNN or Fox or whatever, the hosts are sitting in the audio, in the um, studio, but whoever mm -hmm. they're interviewing is usually from their home. And mm -hmm. you see in the upper corner, Cisco yeah. or Skype or Zoom. Yeah. Right. So I think now is the time where a lot of these products are going to be shining and they're going to be competing with each other. And you're going to get to kind of see how they all kind of duke it out and how they compete. Um, the only So the ones that we have a little bit of experience with. So I have used Zoom with webinars. Like I've attended web, webinars that are on Zoom. I've used GoToMeeting um, for education. We've used Google Hangouts. And now for telemedicine, we've used WebEx. And I guess um, they're probably using WebEx because it is a Cisco product and Cisco kind of has a reputation for security. I see a lot of Cisco products within the healthcare and education sectors. So I see a lot of Cisco. So I think you're going to be seeing a lot of that, you know, and, and it's funny because like we're using Skype right now. But Skype seems to be kind of like, I don't know, the, the the redhead stepchild or something. I don't know. There's something about Skype that is like people just don't like it as much. And I know the we reliability isn't yeah. good. But, you yeah. know, today um, we did a FaceTime. It was Tom and I here and then two of my boys lived together. And then so it was them and then my other son, my brother and sister-in-law and their two kids. So that was six different people. Because the kids live in wow. their own apartments. Because yeah, you can do what, and, up to 32, I think. Well, we were doing, there were six six squares on FaceTime. But the problem yeah. was, the problem was the squares kept moving around. Yes. And whoever was talking would get big and small. Yes. Instead of instead of just having like an outline around the persons, and the squares would always move. We're like, what the hell is going on? Mm -hmm. Why are these squares moving? You know, so you'd start out over here, but then all of a sudden you're down in the other corner. It's like, right. we, I, we did not like that experience. To, yeah, and that experience, and I don't know, I'd have to go and look because I don't, we should try. So that, 
So I'm making a list for us to go tinker with over the next like couple of days or so, whoever wants to join me. Um, so that that's going to be one of them. And it's going to be about, when I say tinkering, I am excited to try to start figuring out the UIs on these things. And where do you go for, like, why is it doing that? Like, for example, in FaceTime, the bubble moves, you know, just like when you're texting, the bubble is um, changes color, you know, it goes back and forth as they're texting so that you know who's speaking. Same is true for FaceTime. The the person's video moves around based on who's talking. And I know, for example, in hang, Hangouts, it does that too. But in Hangouts, at least there is, um, at least for when I did it on my husband's in his education setup, there was a um, there was a preference or a setting or something that you could change the layout. And one of the layouts was, you know, change the, switch the focus. So whoever's speaking, the focus goes to their video. Kind of, I guess, is Skype doing it? I haven't really been paying attention, but is, is Skype doing it as we've been talking? Does it it hasn't change? been. It hasn't been lately. I but mean, there at least on, that on my end, it used mm-hmm. to be like okay. So right now. I'm looking at the two of you side by side and mm-hmm. it used to yeah. be whoever was speaking would have either right. a line or some sort of some sort of way for me to know at a glance if even right. if my if the video was or if the audio was off which one of you was speaking. Right. Well, there was now times, it's not doing that. There was times one of you would get you would go full screen the other would go to the background whoever was speaking mm-hmm. but uh for the last few minutes you've been side by side so yeah, well, and because Elisa and I are from back east and we tend to talk at the same time because we can do that. Like we know how to talk over top of each other and still hear what the other person saying. And use our There's hands that, that nobody do can that. see. I know we're all like, ah. <laughs> it's either the New Yorker or the Italian or something. Yeah, it's something the from New Yorker back there. and me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's been hands. driving me what? nuts because I have been talking to my family more and oh my God like talking to them more makes me more aware of that, that we all talk at the same time out here. That is a big no, no. And it drives me crazy. Like I know because you and I talk, like I know that I know how to talk to you. You know what I mean? But like other people out here, I have to like, Oh crap. And they can tell, they can tell when I've been talking to my dad, they can tell when I've been talking to my family. They're like, you've been talking to so-and-so haven't you? I'm like, yeah, (laughs) it sucks. Well, that's something we can report back on next time. Yeah, I want to make like a list of all the different um Because there's Google on my list now. Duo, I put it on too. a spreadsheet. There's yeah, Google so I used Duo that. too. We tried I that. Heard... Um, mm-hmm. It couldn't. We, we tried that last week. Suze and Vicky and I just wanted oh, yeah. to talk, and yeah. we ended up on FaceTime. I think we just mm-hmm. sat and right. talked for two and a half hours, right. but I think it was on FaceTime we ended up with. We didn't want Skype. Skype wasn't working well. Duo right. we couldn't get working. So I believe it was, I can't remember exactly what the problem was. Duo One of us couldn't get on. Parable to FaceTime for me. I basically, the way it's been working here is I've used Duo for people who have Android. Like the non, whatever non-Apple device, it, it seems to be the Duo is what we use. But if it's an Apple device, we just do FaceTime because it's just already there and built in. So that's what's been working. And, you know, as far as mobile conversations where you're you're doing a facetime like call where you're face to face then that's been fine is as far as facetime and duo but when you're actually trying to do a professional um task or you know in our case distance learning or in 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 my case is going to be i'm going to be doing more remote work i mean in the very beginning stages of this like we've been kind of like self-quarantined since friday the 13th it's easy to remember because that's when it started and it just happened to be friday the 13th um, but I was still getting calls from clients saying like, um, are you still doing house calls? And I'm like, um, 
not if I can help it. <laughs> so I haven't done any house calls, but that's the thing is like, I've been trying really hard to try to get people to do more remote work. I mean, I've already, I have a handful of clients that I do only remote because they live in other states, but I'm going to try to be migrating more and more of my clients remote as best I can. And that's where these other tools are going to come in handy because in times past, the way that it's worked is what I've used most successfully is a combination of iMessage. Now this is, you know, cause I'm, I work with people who have Apple devices, so it isn't a far stretch, but I use iMessage with the other person using iMessage on their Mac. And then what I have them do is plug in their, either their iPad or their iPhone. And then we use QuickTime and then I have them share, you know, we do screen sharing. So I can see their screen and then I can see what's in their QuickTime window. And that's how I then verbally, because that's how Apple does it anyway. I think, Elisa, you've told me that in the past too, where they verbally instruct you on what to press so that they're not moving the mouse around. In a lot of my cases, they want me to move the mouse around because they just they just don't understand. They just want me to fix it. So then I do remote in, but I can't remote on their iOS device screen. So... And I don't think that there's any, I don't know, it would be nice, but I don't think there's anything out there that would actually let me do it. So that's still going to have to be taking what's in my brain and getting it to come out my mouth and giving them verbal instructions, which I need to be highly caffeinated for. <laughs> but um, in the past, I have used for remote screen sharing for iOS devices, I have used uh, TeamViewer, but mm -hmm. not very successfully. That, for some reason, it is just really difficult. So that's kind of my benchmark as far as just from one iOS device to another. That has been the only thing that had been available for free that was just, you know, for small time people like me, not like a big, huge corporation and just like, you know, somebody like my dad or a parent or grandparent in, in that age kind of category. Um, that's what I have tried using, but not very successfully because they don't understand that they have to swipe up, that that's very difficult for them to do. They don't understand that they have to change the camera and the microphone instead of it being the built-in camera or the built-in whatever to the team viewer it's i mean you can give them step by step instructions and i swear it is just and this is multiple people it is just two and i don't think i'm gonna ask like i don't think i'm not explaining it properly i think that i do a better job explaining it than what the website has done as far as giving them video you know instructions they just they just can't seem to get the fingers working so that has been very very clunky and it's been a while since i've tried it maybe it's been approved but again that's going to be on my list it's like okay well let's revisit this and i i you know hey dad but i use always usually use my dad as a guinea as a guinea pig <laughs> and now that oh. more of my friends and family are home i think i'm going to start reaching out to more of them to be guinea pigs like hey can you um, because we actually love each other <laughs> can we try this out before i actually try this on a client and, you know, just kind of see how that goes. So um, well, and what... I saw something in Zoom and I saw something in WebEx and maybe possibly join.me. So, again, I'm just making a list of things sure. to check to see which ones have the capability to share the screen. Because I think that that is going to become an issue for a lot of people. I mean, people who are shut-ins normally, but now more and more people are shut-ins and they're going to be needing more tech support and they're not always going to have a Mac. They're not always going to have a laptop that they can plug something into. These are going to be more and more people who only have an iPad or they only have a smartphone. And it could be something that's not an Apple device. I mean, I would rather not support that kind of stuff. But when push comes to shove and you need to make money, mm. I mean, that might just be. So I'm, So that's what I'm thinking about is like, how are we going to set ourselves up? Like, I know that 
for right now, our schools are, at, at least out here, are relying on Google Hangouts. And like we were talking about before, how the, the user interface is set up in such a way that depending on how you have it configured, it will bring what whoever's speaking to the foreground. It'll bring the focus on that person. But you can change it, at least in Google Hangouts, to not do that if that annoys the piss out of you. But in FaceTime, I don't know yet. I don't think that there is a way to turn that feature off. I think the bubbles are just going to constantly like move right. around. And this that's where it's going to get interesting is like looking and, and comparing and geeking out about all those different interfaces and finding what's the best tool for the job. Which one of these tools is really going to be able to be easy for the students to navigate, for seniors to navigate, for non-techie people to navigate? Um, I struggled with WebEx when we used it for um, for telemed. In fact, like you guys can see it because um, I'm sharing my video today. But uh, I've been scrambling around the house trying to set up backgrounds, like backdrops. Now, I have a modular system. Like I have a, a travel photo rig that basically you can you know, set it up with tripods and things, things like that to put up a photo, photographic background. So I've got those and that's what I'm using right now, but I need something more permanent because like I sweat my ass off trying to just put this together, Zoom, you know, in a couple of minutes. Zoom has backgrounds. I don't trust them though. When I was well, talking to, when I was talking yeah. to my son the other day, yeah. he goes, Oh my God, how did you do that? I think it was yeah. a picture of the Oakland, it was either the Oakland Bay bridge or the Golden Gate bridge or some bridge. Uh -huh. I just, yeah. I said, well, click over there and it has different backgrounds you can use. Yeah. So it gets rid yeah, of what they have more background. They haven't built in and like in Skype, like you can blur the background. So, so that's pretty cool. And, but I want to, like, I don't trust it. Like, I just, I want to actually have a background because, like, you know, we were talking about coping. And that's one of the ways that that I think is going to be essential for us in coping in such a small space is to actually kind of build ourselves some little locations that are, you know, physically kind of corner, cornered off and emotionally cornered off. Like, when somebody needs to go do a hangout or a Skype call or whatever, I don't want anybody had to have to worry about someone walking behind them in their pajamas or worse, <laughs> you know, we have to like really think about that kind of stuff now. Like, but see, we don't, that's the problem. Like my husband was going to start doing a Google hangout the other day. And I was like, babe, I'm in my jammies. <laughs> you know, like, could you close the door? Like, he's just not aware of his surroundings that way. Well, he wasn't give thinking you about what was behind. I'll give you a tip on, on how to, to, I'll give you a tip for that. There is okay. a book from take control called take control from of working from home. It's oh, going to be, yeah, and okay. it'll be in the show notes. It's free. It's about 65 pages from Glenn Fleischman. Nice. Um, just go to the website oh, and you can download it for free. And I was just thumbing through it to, um, earlier tonight because I don't work from home, so it's not a problem. But that was one of the things was talking about making a background that, uh -huh. you know, be careful of what people are going to be seeing on their end of you. Right. right. Because, you know, you don't have to wear pants. You know, right. like a lot of people, you know, they'll yeah. be wearing, you know, a suit coat, especially with someone that's interviewed on TV. They're wearing yeah. a shirt and tie and a and a suit coat. But um, yeah, they, my could husband wearing, they could be wearing flannel pajama pants underneath. That's but exactly you make sure that the did. camera, but you have to make sure that the camera isn't so far back that they can see your entire body. So he exactly. does give you tips about things like exactly. that if you're working from home. It's like I have a whiteboard behind me. Now, I could move the whiteboard, but I don't want to have to. Like, I'm trying to, to set this up in such a way that I don't have to reveal 
you know, personal and private information. And, you know, again, it's like kids and like, I want to be professional about it. And plus I want to model it for my kids moving forward because this is their future. You know, I want them to be thinking about this stuff too. So I think it's going to be really important moving forward that my husband and I, as we are doing teleworking, that we are modeling appropriate behavior, professional behavior and setting things up and then also setting up for them. So like, that's been one of the saving graces is, is having the technology. So in the kids room, we actually installed a bar. Now we have, we have a weird house. Like our house is, has a pine tongue and groove wood. It's not like paneling. It's actually like wood and grooves and we have rafters in the ceiling. So it's beautiful. It's like beautiful to look at. I really like it, but we don't have like just a flat ceiling. We have rafters. So Mm -hmm. we actually installed a bar, like we used a curtain rod and we actually installed a bar that comes down and I just, I got PVC pipe, like I spray painted it black and I put it across there. And then I just clipped, I used the curtain rod clips. And so it's kind of like a shower curtain. So now we can just, when the kids want to sit down, I got an actual green screen. And when they want to sit down and do like a video call, if they want to do special effects, like then they can just pull that like shower curtain across and then go to it. Like, I think you, you sent me a link, Elisa, was about um, Apple's Final Cut Pro. Like that's mm-hmm. free for 90 mm-hmm. days. Yeah. So Lucian's going to be checking that out. And so that's what they've been doing is like they put the dog like up on a little platform and they were doing like a photo shoot and experimenting with the green screen. So Lucian put like Opal into space, <laughs> you know, so those are the kinds of techy, nerdy kind of geeky things that we're doing to try to save our sanity in trying to do this, these teleworking things. And then there's also telemedicine. So there's like things like that where like I want to have a kind of like a, a photo booth sort of set up that's always there that's available at the drop of a hat like if we need to get on and like make a quick call to somebody whether it's professional or medicine I want to have that curtain available to just you know kind of section that off and say okay hey this is a time to do this and we're going to be able to protect our privacy because I don't want people you know it's bad enough like I have piles of laundry laying around but I don't want people reading my whiteboard and like my notes and like you know all that kind of stuff like I want to keep that stuff private so that's what I've been scrambling to do. Like that's what Nate's out at the store getting right now is like PVC pipe and copper tubing. <laughs> and we're actually like installing that stuff to kind of get that set up um, real quick before we go on to our picks. And I do have one over here. I just have to paste it in the notes. Um, uh, I wanted to talk about, so we talked about our shopping strategies. We talked about coping strategies. Um, we talked about distance learning, remote working. And then Nate, um, Mike, you said that you were, um, taking care of your health and like tracking your calories and things like that. I think it's also important to keep a journal, keep a diary or something like I use day one for that. And I also have like a, you know, occasionally I do like to write on paper and I have like a little flip up kind of thing. And I've been trying to, because I'm freaked out about this sort of stuff, like, you know, writing about like who got exposed when and what the symptoms are. Cause that's the tough thing. Like Mike, at the beginning of the show, you were talking about the medication that you're on and like you get a, a dry cough and like out here, everything is blooming like crazy. So we've all been coughing and sneezing and like, you know, having allergy symptoms, but it's always now lately, it's like, oh my God, is it a COVID cough? Like, is it, what is it? Like, is it really allergies? And they say, well, if you're symptomatic, you should stay home. Like I'm always symptomatic. Like this is just Tuesday for me. So it's really difficult to really be able to tell when it's an actual virus or not. So I think that people should keep a journal and some kind or some kind of diary, whatever that means to you. And start tracking like symptoms and tracking exposure and stuff like that. And I think it could only help. Um, so for the kids, um, I have had them, I'm encouraging them to write things out. But then also for mental health, 
we have been trying it. We'll see how it goes. Um, one of the things I found on Pinterest, you know, a jar, and I, I call it the gratitude jar. And so I have like little pieces of notepaper and pens stuck in there. And then every day we're supposed to write down three things that we're grateful for. Now, lately it's been food, <laughs> TP, <laughs> you know, like friends, you know, stuff like that. But uh, I, I really get scared thinking like, I hope we don't get to the point where we can't write toilet paper on that right. list anymore. You know what I mean? But then we'll have to be grateful for something else like running water or, you know, shirts, coffee filters, who knows, you know. But the, the point is, is that you're supposed to try to, like you were saying, Mike, you know, it's easy to get carried away. For me, it really is easy to get carried away because I get frustrated with my health. Um, but that's one of those things that kind of helps to keep me grounded. Even someone who really, really struggles with it is trying to think of three things that you're grateful for each and every day. Even when you're just feeling really shitty about it. I've had some really tough days recently and, and doing that has really helped because I'm like, oh, I've got to write down this motherfucking thing. All right. I, I told myself I would do it. I told the kids to do it. I can't be a hypocrite. I got to do it myself. And then I do notice like I do feel a little bit better. You know, it may not be a lot, but I'll take it. So well, that's that's what I've. And and my coping skill is I just play video games and shoot things. So mm -hmm. that that's my stress. Yeah. And I'm just afraid if I kept, and I, I'm just afraid if I kept the journal, it'd be like. Day 45, the dog's looking at me funny. He seems to think I should go outside. Maybe he wants me to run away from home. I'm not sure. Uh, so well, I don't know. That reminds me. I did listen to your one of your last Bart on the Plane podcast, oh, and yes. I really, really liked it. The one about Megan Feldsherper. Yes. And I wanted to tell you, I did finish the book. I oh, finished good. it. I Yay. finished it on the audio. I loved it. I absolutely loved it. So now I've been stalking her lately. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's another thing I do for my mental health has been like reading her stuff. So that's been really, really helpful. Well, so I just wanted to tell you that. And I started re-listening to it just because uh, she's got a, a, well, two things. She's got kind of a, a, a good voice to listen to. It's calming and it's soothing. And I'm also, it's what my dad called the process of osmosis. I figure if I listen to her, she's got a nice way of writing. Maybe that will inspire me for my podcast to kind of get my mental juices going for for writing things i'm I, i'm kind of hit and miss so as things inspire me so yeah this last one i did about vacations and the virus as i got inspired uh but yeah so it's one of those things too that you know uh yeah i i'm i'm re-listening to it at different times too but and trying to find some other things and i should uh, there's I uh, one of my authors I like to listen to when I'm uh, of course I'm blanking on his name now because I didn't have it ahead of time um, that when I you know more along the spiritual line and stuff um, God damn it uh, I can't remember what his name is now but the, uh, he writes a lot of uh, uh, faith and spiritual books I listen to them once in a while it's not heavy duty stuff but I mean it's like you know to be grateful to be thankful um, yeah, it's inspiring and mindful yeah. Um, and so maybe we'll start our picks, and I'm going to try and uh, Google this while we're doing this. So, um, Elisa, what, uh, uh, what's your first, or what's your pick for today? Well, this is in, <laughs> this is really for Melissa. Oh, yeah? Uh, oh, this go. one, okay, so our pick is anywhere from 1000 to yeah. $8,000, like go I big or go home. One. Yep. So what hey, I why not? picked, what I picked is... A Peloton bike. <laughs> Just your your voice popped into my head. I said, ooh, it's not a tractor, but I'll get the Peloton bike. <laughs> and this one is the works package. It's $2,494, including the delivery. Oh, and it gives it. you, I haven't put it in yet because I wanted it to oh, be a okay. surprise. 
Oh, okay. You sneaky, sneaky. Um, it is. Oh, I just noticed this. View this in view this in uh, iOS twelve Safari and see it in your home. Oh, cool. So oh, it's got AR. Oh, I love Here, that. So let me let me put that in the. There you go. So it's in the show notes now. So it has the bike. And it also comes with cycling shoes and bike weights. So you can do that. It also okay. has um, headphones, a mat that you could lay the bike on. And this is a heart rate monitor. And then they will come, well, prior to this, they would come to your house and deliver it. Now I think they just deliver it. Cocktail and because, arcade machine. because oh, I have, yeah. because I have so much money left over, then I would also... I would also get the $39 a month all access membership. Aha. Uh -huh. Now, a, a, that's pretty sweet. A Peloton for me would be the biggest waste of money, not because of the price <laughs> of it, but we have spinning at our gym. I tried it once. I lasted five minutes and I walked out. Yeah. Like, yeah. yes, not, not for me. I, I can't do it. Well, and Deb bought a cheap uh, stationary bike upstairs because she wanted something. And, and I've ridden that, but I don't know. I, I prefer to ride when the weather's good. I prefer to go out on my regular bike. And I've been trying because it's been in mothballs for the last year or two. So I got that out, went riding. And I actually like riding that better. It's uh, Well, because I can coast part of the time on there. But the stationary bike is uh, makes my legs work out more. But, uh, yeah, I something like this wouldn't be bad. Um but like I say, I get a harder workout on my station on the stationary bike than I do on my my regular bike. But I don't know something like that, and I could always just strap it. Well, I watch TV while we're doing it, so that's my distraction. But uh, I'd rather have a treadmill. Yeah, that too. Which I used to have at one point. I had a treadmill, but I walk. I didn't run. Oh yeah, I I would uh, walk too because I just don't know about me and running. I don't know how my joints would like that. But uh, okay. Yeah, see, I actually got a Schwinn recumbent bike. Because when I had uh, when I started having plantar fasciitis, he said no weight bearing exercise. I'm like, you're killing me here, uh, dude. Seriously, and the, and it it was making it worse anytime I would cheat. So I got a recumbent. So you actually sit on that and you mm -hmm. sit back and you pedal. Yeah. So, but actually, your pick gives me an idea because um, I hadn't thought to do it, but I should just like stick the iPad <laughs> up on the little shelf that it has, and then it'll just be kind of sort of like a Peloton. So there you go. That's inspiring. Uh, yeah, and my uh, my brother has, um, and I think they're uh, expensive. I think anyway, he bought a regular recumbent bicycle to ride out in mm -hmm. the and yeah. um, and I the thought had crossed my mind, but I don't know. Like I say, I, I've got my regular ten speed bike, and I still like riding that yet. But uh, I'll tell you what the problem is though, because a friend of ours did do that. He went and got a recumbent bicycle and biked to work. And he said that he ended up not liking it because of it depends on where you live. Like you could probably get away with it out like in the countryside. But if you are having to bike through any kind of heavily traveled road, guess what? Your head's right near the exhaust pipes for cars. Oh, so right. he had a really hard time being that low to the ground and having to breathe in all that exhaust. It just it didn't last, unfortunately. Yeah. So we're, just be aware of that. We're a laid back community here. And speaking of laid back, I think I know what Melissa's is. So uh, <laughs> go for it. Did you did you take a look at that? So yeah, I shared this with you guys a while ago when we were talking about we were talking about workstations. And um, so recently, long story short, I I ripped a um, a muscle in my leg. I actually tore my uh, hamstring in the center. 
So I've been having a really, I'm better now, but I had been having a really hard time sitting upright on a chair because it really like that whole muscular section like pulls on your pelvis and everything. And it was really, really painful. And I thought, oh my God, I, I got to get work done. Like I can't stand this. So I was looking for ways to work, you know, laying down or like for a while there, I had to keep my leg elevated up above my heart and I had to ice it a lot. And I was trying to figure out how I was going to like, because it's boring as all hell, you know. I mean, sure, you can watch TV, but I wasn't getting any actual work or research done. So I looked into this and I found this alt work station. So it is one of these things where it's a it's a whole chair recliner kind of series and it's modular and you can configure it however you want and you can plug things into it and it's got magnets so that you can actually be laying back and reclining. You can configure it any way you want. You know what it looks like? It kind of looks like a dentist chair. If you yeah. can imagine being at the dentist and how they recline you back and it's got all the hydraulics and everything and there's a work tray and everything for there. So it kind of looks very much like a dentist chair, but you can attach and at my dentist you do too, because there's a big monitor up there and that's what they use when they x-ray you. They show you your, your x-rays and they show you, um, you know, where they're cleaning your teeth and stuff. So it's very, very much like that. But I would utilize it, of course, you know, with my laptop and my my display and my mouse and my keyboard. But that was the thing that was, you know, difficult. It's like, okay, I, I have like a, one of those little desk trays that I could lay back on in my bed and I could work. But then I couldn't use a mouse because it would lie down or I could use, you know, anything that wasn't going to fit where the lip is. But this utilizes magnets. So there's magnets underneath the desk and then you can apply magnets to, say, your external keyboard or your mouse so that it doesn't slide all over the place. I think a track pack would be would actually be better or one of those mice that you don't actually have to move around. So it's just something to think about as far as, you know, people having to work from home and, you know, getting sick or, you know, if they're trying to recover from something. I tend to think that working actually helps you in some ways because it distracts you, you know, so you're able to kind of heal because you're not constantly miserable and you're not constantly coughing. I cough a lot less and it manages my pain better, better when I'm able to distract myself, myself with stuff. So that was my pick. And that was why the, the price was so high because these things cost over seven grand. But the nice thing about it is though, and I don't have the insurance for this yet, but if I did, you could actually possibly um, get this covered by insurance because workstations like this can count as um, durable medical equipment. So that's something to think about if you're looking into a workstation like this for more working from home. Or maybe I have to make a case. I have an addiction, so I need a gaming, This I need this for a gaming uh, chair. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, I could uh, really get lost playing Borderlands and that thing. Uh, but we'll we'll move to my pick. And speaking of gaming... Um, you know, if we're going to be stuck in the house here and, um, you know, uh, I don't know if I can get my wife to play video games or not, but there's, uh, it's for two people here. It's an arcade, uh, uh, see, uh, full size. Very retro looking. Oh, it is. Yeah. Full size creative, uh, arcade machine. And it's got a flip up top. So it'll tilt at a 60 degree angle. Uh, it can either be like a tabletop, uh, display or you can tip it up at 60 degrees and play it that way. Uh, it comes with. 3,500 games uh, and two bar stools. 
This is, I went with the, you know, go big or go home. Uh, so this is the uh, 32 inch uh, screen. So yeah, 3,500 classic games. Uh, it's got uh, joysticks, two stools, 32 inch lifting screen, three year warranty, a square glass top, all for the wonderful price of uh, $3,250. So I kind of like squarely in the middle of our uh, price that we picked there. But I figured, you know, this would be a good time. I remember playing some arcade games when I was, uh, uh, in my youth, uh, this I think the games that I was playing when they uh, they were switching from pinball to the more arcade type stuff was like uh, tanks. No, what they call it tracks with an X. It was this uh, line drawing of a tank you went around and and shot things. So that was pretty primitive back then. But uh, and I don't know. It doesn't list what games are on here. But you know, thirty five hundred games. They probably got every stupid arcade game that was ever written plugged in there somewhere but uh i just thought that was kind of neat and you know just put yeah it looks your really cool yeah um you know it's probably a different way to bring back family gaming um you know or you know there's another thing too maybe that well you know it'd be interesting to see what things do take off because people are stuck at home is is family game night and board games going to take off and uh, they already have. Well, we we have Some... been using arcade. Um, we just played the spider game, and the kids actually finished it. And that that has been one of the things we have been doing is because there's there's always new new games coming out. At least I hope that that stays to be the case because yeah. um, we like exploring those as a family and watching the kids do it. So puzzles are really big. Some places yeah. it's really hard to buy a puzzle. Mm. Now the ones that the things that may have a problem is because i know there was i i think it's still open there was a place in watertown that a game shop that you could go and buy board games but like i say this would oh, be hard on it yeah. but, but uh, there's also some uh, games online um i think i don't remember where i saw it but there's cards against humanity you can play it online <gasps> oh lord <laughs> there's or not uh, online evil apples like, through through facetime or something there's some some way or another you can play against other people you know, you can play like the three of us could play a game, Cards uh-huh. Against Humanity, but I don't know the specifics of it. Uh-huh. If you go to their, if you have to go to their website and do yeah. it, or if you each download it and you do it through FaceTime, I because I've never played that game. You uh, haven't but played there's... Cards Against Humanity. No. Oh, are you I don't do virgin? games anymore. When I was a kid, like yep. I was a game geek, I would play games uh-huh. against myself. You know, oh, I had yeah? Tippet. I had Tippet and Game of the States. That's how I memorized all the state capitals. Monopoly. You know, uh-huh. I had all that. And then I don't have the patience anymore. Right. Uh-huh. I used to play a game. My youngest used to love playing games, so we play with him. Uh, but I don't have the patience. And we just don't uh-huh. have the people to play games anymore. Because yeah, we would have. Uh, we would go through a phase where we played games, and so we had like Clue and. Uh, uh, yeah, Clue's one of our favorites. We have a whole gamut. Scotland Yard. That was a that was a sort yes, of an interesting table yeah, table board yeah. games. So yeah, we went through a phase like that stock market game, which now isn't so much of a game. But anyway, yeah, um, yeah right. <laughs> and I think and we'll, I'll put in the show notes. Uh, we have a couple videos listed here for people's distractions. Um, uh, my Corona. Did I'm you gonna... watch them? Not did yet. You, did you watch them? This guy, it's Chris Mann. He does parody videos, but he can sing. Mm. I was I was on Is it YouTube. The My you know, one? Yeah, he, yeah, that was great. I thought he that did one. that one. He did hello, hello from the inside, and oh, he did one. He also he also did one uh, Vogue, like Madonna's <laughs> Vogue. 
So he did it. And they're all about the virus, about having to stay inside and whatnot. But this guy, so you know how it is. You, you listen to one video and then you click another one, you click another one. This is a man who's got like a Josh Groban voice. He yeah. can actually sing. Hmm. So it was great. pretty I amazing. Like listen, like the other one. Yeah, listening to him and going, wow, this guy isn't like a weird owl. This guy can really sing. <laughs> see, I think we're going to see a lot more talent from people. You know, like this is this is a time like if there's ever a silver lining, this is a time when we're all going to really work together. And, uh, you know, we hear about the worst of humanity. We hear about people doing stupid shit. But I I hope we can focus on the people that are doing the really cool, creative kind of shit, you know, like things that actually help other people, whether it's mental health, whether it's working from home, whether it's shopping and being able to get your needs met. I'm hoping that this is where we're really going to see the best of people come out. Right. And you also, if you don't laugh, you'll, you know, if you, laugh, if you, you don't, don't laugh, laugh you'll cry. Right. Oh, so, totally. you yeah. know, it's five, it's, you know, about a four minute video. Mm -hmm. It's worth a chuckle. Sure. Yeah, I think that's still important. I think it's still important to joke about it. I mean, there's there's being insensitive, and that's not cool. But but I think we have to laugh or we'll cry. I think we have yeah. to joke about it. And, you know, yes, it's, it's so important to take it seriously and to do what we need to do to flatten that curve. But if people are going to be showing their creative side and being entertaining about it, I mean, this is this is another thing I think I've seen people see is that we're really going to see how I think more people will start to appreciate the arts and appreciate the fact that you know they have been defunded so much and and to see people out there showcasing their talent and stuff i think that's going to be a really good thing i mean yeah there's a lot of people that are really missing their sports right now but this is right. this is the time for the artists to shine i'm, well, I'm biased i'll, well, I'll admit it well no, hopefully they'll go out and discover podcasts i can think of two yeah. right off the bat that they could you know yep, listen yep, yep. to <laughs> this one and i got mine and this is also ge uh three geeky ladies that's three uh -huh. okay yep. so we got a few there that you maybe i'll get my read. mom's gun geek back up and rare and we'll, we'll see I'll, maybe i'll spend some time that once i get my my working spaces set up then and okay. get my invoices out then i will start working on that and all i need is some i need another creative spark um uh it, it's a, a I'm not exactly regular with this stuff, but I would prefer to put out something that inspires me rather than just put out something. So oh, I think that's the way to go. So, so, um, but uh, I, you know, if people want to go out and explore more stuff, now we'll uh, start to introduce ourselves so people can get on with their lives and go, you know, um, stare at walls or whatever you are doing while you're <laughs> in, you know, self confinement or whatever. But so, why don't we start with uh, Elisa and why don't you tell people where they can find out more about you? Okay, so Twitter, it's at SenseiDai or 3GeekyLadies.com with the number three spelled out. And uh, Melissa, where can people find out more about you? You can find me online all over at The Mac Mommy, or you can go to my website, themacmommy.com. And it's been great podcasting with you guys. I think we definitely need to keep this up because this is part of our, <laughs> our social habits and it's good for our mental health. Well, yeah, it's my the only time I get to talk to geeks because I'm the lone geek in this town, and if and you, sometimes it's the only time you get to talk to somebody. This, yeah, this that's too. True. Well, I talk to people or sometimes another adults. <laughs> adults, yes, yeah, there you go. Yeah, uh, but if you do want to find out more about me, you can uh, check me out on Twitter at DSC Tripman. I have my uh, landing page; it contains all the stuff that I do. That's at Mike Dash McPeak. That's M C P E E K. Dot com and uh, as uh, the aforementioned uh, Bard on the Plains podcast is listed there, so if you want to go out, go over and listen to uh, some of the episodes. Like uh, Melissa mentioned, I've got one talking about um, 
Megan Phelps Roper moving to this town. The last one was about uh, taking uh, vacations and social distancing, and I tie all the stuff together that we're doing now. But uh, go check that out there. And uh, if you want to find out more about the show, head over to geekyshowever.com. Reviews and comments on iTunes are always welcome. We thank everyone who does that. We hope you've enjoyed the show as much as we have. Uh, and don't forget, between now and next week, to hug a geek and wash your hands. And stay safe. I'm Mike McPeak of the Bard on the Plains podcast. This podcast is about stories and storytelling. Storytelling is one of the oldest forms of entertainment. From sitting around the campfire to the child sitting on grandpa's knee, we have communicated with each other like this for ages. Not only was it entertaining, it was also a way of passing down laws and traditions. We still communicate with each other nowadays, but it's increasingly through static mediums such as Facebook and Twitter. Without the human interaction, we lose the context of the story. This is what I hope to do differently on this podcast. Have real people telling their stories in their own voices so the emotions and the feelings come through.